I told you guys it was smoky in our building. Right. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, I was driving up Sunrise to get here this afternoon. It's so thick you can just look at the sun without it being uh, right. uncomfortable for your eyes at all. It's, it's eerie. Done. I know you're you're hanging in there. Uh, okay, so number twelve, matrimony uh, may be introduced for women's world tour. Uh, so pay when they cannot ride <laughs> due to pregnancy. <laughs> Tyler, back up. <laughs> Reread that, please. Not matrimony pay. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, number twelve, maternity pay to be introduced for women's world tour riders. Okay. So pay when they cannot ride due to pregnancy. Welcome back. Another edition of the Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 92. This is the midterm election edition. No? Maybe you've tuned into the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, the, la- the last one I think was actually technically the midterm election edition. This is the breakdown. This is the the blue red wave. So uh, this is Tyler Yonke, Chris Flower, Kurt Mills. Let's start the round off. Kurt, how you doing? Doing good. good. Thanks, Tyler. Welcome. How's how's the life up there in Nevada City ish area? It's pretty smoky up here. How about down there? Yeah, it's smoky down here. It's too. definitely bad can you, here. Can you confirm that, Chris? I can confirm it. I drove here and saw it. It was terrible. It is pretty bad, Chris. Chris, can you give me the the AQI breakdown between where I'm at locally and where you are? I can probably do that. You're probably sitting at about 250, while we're just over 300 here. And wow. what what is that for? Should we be riding in this weather? No, absolutely weather. not. Air quality? No, no. Like right. you should probably stay indoors, just in general. <laughs> me, general, or or most people? I would start with you, <laughs> and then we can evaluate how you respond to that approach. Gotcha. So, yeah, terms of your probation say that you should probably stay indoors, right? Right. So the right. yeah, so, so look, I mean, don't go out. Northern California, it's obviously bad. There's big fires. I imagine it's really bad down in Southern California as well. It's obviously devastating the whole area. And um, you know, I haven't been getting out. It, you think it's even good riding inside in your garage, as an example? I have no idea. I will say I did Can spend a little bit yeah. of time on um, PurpleAir.com. It's a pretty cool uh, user interface website for checking air quality. Southern California actually looks pretty good. I'm, I'm a little oh. jealous of their air quality right now. Right. And which is something that's never been said. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So today's episode, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, do we give a highlight or should we just randomly go through them and, and surprise the folks or maybe give them a little tease? You know, some of the tease, Phil Guyman clickbait. That's that's going to be my favorite topic. Um which state in the union has the most cycling cheats? We'll do some more rumors, some more, some tech news, some UCI new rules for the year. Uh, some will surprise you. Chris, did any of them entice you or make, you know, catch your eye and go like, this was needed? How many of those rules were there? There 12? are at least 12, 13 rules. I'd say maybe eight of them were head yes. scratchers. Head scratchers. Good, yeah. good. Um, Andrea Toffee will do will update. We're gonna just every week is gonna be all about him, and I think because we're mostly a master's show, and he's in that fifty fifty five <laughs> range. So why not? All right, are you ready to get started? Absolutely. All right. Well, actually, what last week, Kurt, you mentioned you were doing your lunch hour rides. Have those continued this week? Uh, I mean, they, no, not as much. They did, I think, through Tuesday, and then um, Wednesday it was pretty terrible. Uh, yesterday was pretty terrible, and then today I didn't go as either because the air quality is just awful. Right, right, right. Um, okay, well, that's good. To, hey, but you were doing some short stuff. I wanted to ask you, so you're at work. Do you? Uh, is that where you're doing them from, the the rides from your from your office? Uh, yeah, I mean, I drive to, like, the bike trail okay. or up to, like, Douglas and ride in Roseville. Because that was it was more of a logistics question. Do you change at work and walk out to your car in kit? That's the that's the question. I work for a construction company, so the answer is no. <laughs> no, I don't. Do that. Uh, hoots and hollers. Uh, you know who does those kind of things are non cyclists. There's this uh, <laughs> just you know peripheral cycling. I I keep seeing the same guy the last few weeks uh, near my home. He drops his kids off. I don't know. It's like a yoga studio where his wife maybe is. He gets out of his car. He drives there with his helmet on. I happened to run into this guy two, two, three times. Helmet on, T-shirt, bib shorts on 
over the t-shirt. It's a good look. Wow. He must be like the time crunched cyclist. Like he is that guy. If that's the case, like with your helmet on, that's nuts. I I just, I, Hey, Doug's, Doug's making an appearance. I just think it's, uh, it's your nerd lifestyle. That's just (laughs) what it comes down to. All right, let's get this going. So there's, we mentioned there's fires going on, right? And one of those fires is down in Southern California. So my favorite person I saw on Twitter decided that this was a perfect time because he had done a KOM attempt in Malibu Canyon uh, to post out a video. Um, what do you, I, I'm not opposed to anybody getting clicks. Matter of fact, side note, um, we did a Chico podcast. You can listen to all our interviews and think about the fires up here as well. Do you think it's, it's tasteless to uh, try to capitalize uh, on your podcast, your YouTube uh, on a fire? No, I think it's, it's completely fine. Okay, Chris, you? I think he was providing a service, right? What was the service? What, yeah. What was the service? Oh, the service was to show uh, the devastated area prior to devastation. So the before shot, I guess. Because that can't be right? found anywhere else. I mean, he, he had it, so why not show? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. What, what do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I, I'm maybe a little biased. So I saw that and I just thought, oh, well, is he, he's the kind of guy that someone wins a race and immediately it's like, hey, look, uh, I wrote a book about this guy was in it. You know, he can't, he can't, it can't ever be about anything but him. That's my problem. Chris? Boise. Boise. <laughs> he did, I don't think he did Boise. Imagine if he had done Chico, though. He can have a two for a clickbait. That'd be a big win. Hey, I, I don't really have a, a strong opinion on it. I'm not a Guyman fan, and it's just, I don't know. He's, he's kind of just background noise at this point. <laughs> uh, much like this podcast. Ah. Okay, so we'll, we'll move on from him. Uh, I just, you know, it's, it's on my radar. I like to take shots, and so that's so what did I he. Do post a video or something what, what happened i didn't well i don't watch it but um, oh, okay. <laughs> he said yeah he said hey i've been sitting on this a while and since the fires devastated malibu canyon i wanted to show you the before and i'm thinking oh okay so everything's about yeah there you go gotcha okay interesting you doing okay over there kurt uh yeah okay uh florida last week we talked about that one guy getting uh popped for uh, epo i think it was in florida no, he was uh, in SoCal. That was Steven Strickler. Oh, well, then Florida came up on the radar. That's what it was. It was yeah. a different one. Right. This so, is from the Vuelta on Miami. Oh, gotcha. There's a lot of Vuelta. What, this, wasn't this guy in that race, though? No. He got popped at uh, Dana Point Dana, Grand Prix. I can't. What, why, why do we even do this? All right. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, we can get the story straight on the air. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, why don't you talk about it, Chris? Uh all right. Yeah, so I think uh, the Us- USADA picked up another racer who had won the Vuelta Miami. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I believe that's three out of the top ten finishers in that race have now been uh, suspended for four years by USADA and USA Cycling. Is that and a it, legit USA Cycling race? Like- it's a cat one through four race. I'm guessing it's kind of a Fondo-style race, mass start with everybody. Mm. Um one of the articles that I saw suggested that the 10th place finisher who got suspended lost out on 50 bucks. So it obviously pays down at least 10 deep. So it's definitely worth it. If you want to win that 50 bucks, you may have to take some crazy steps though. That Yeah, that seems worth it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you had posed this as what, where's, where's the worst place? SoCal or Florida? And I think so far Florida's winning three to one at this point. They're, they're doing well. Uh, and you know, it stretches back over several years. There's, it seems to be one of those two places, although there's been some in the Midwest here and there too. Um, I, I, Colorado? I, have, I don't this, know. yeah, this is, uh, this is just a highly, uh, speculative, no, I haven't done the data on this one, but it would be, you know, I wonder if that's available. Maybe someone could send us a spreadsheet of all the ones that have been caught and where they are from. Let's do a breakdown. Maybe we could have uh, the most so we should do a infamous, the most infamous oh. uh, state around. Is that, uh, would so you want that broken down by a certain time frame or, or what are you looking for? Uh, there? What do you think, Kurt? How far back should we go? Why do you keep muting yourself? Okay. So I was just thinking maybe if, if we should do a recount, like um, how many actually have been caught in each of those locations, especially you, it might you, take a while for Florida to get their results in. Right. But, you want um, Miss Snipes in charge of that or who do you, who do you propose? 
whoever. Um, <laughs> you know, Florida's terrible, first off. Florida's <laughs> just a terrible place. So I don't like SoCal personally, but if I were to pick which one's the worst, I would just pick Florida. Um, just between those they, two? Have you seen Not those from snakes a... they have? They've got pythons, I think. Is it pythons? Sure. That, that have taken over the Everglades. And no, no, no. I, I've got a worse one for you. This was in the National Geographic, too. Um, this guy decided he wanted a Tarzan-like island there. So he in the 20s, maybe, he brings in these macaque apes, uh, monkeys, and he didn't realize that these were like the Michael Phelps of monkeys, and they escaped immediately off this island. Now they're hanging out there, and they are... Uh, breeding like crazy and they have like a, some sort of a herpes simplex B or something and is deadly. And one lady actually died. She got it like in her eye. There's only one or two ways you can get that in your eye, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, they've actually been debating down there whether they're going to just try to um, finish them off, like just, just kill them. Wow. So yes, herpes Sounds monkeys, herpes monkeys in Florida. <laughs> Okay. And they and they seem Got to it. determine the uh, the way that the presidency goes all the time. So, congratulations, Florida. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So the guy that just recently um, got booted by USADA, he was uh, tested positive for EPO, Enrique Lopez. So he was going all in on yeah, his he was uh, just doping program. Anabolic steroid, or anything. Right. So wasn't EPO? I, I thought EPO was supposed to be out of your system pretty quickly. Not if you take it that morning, I guess, right? <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe you got some at a feed stop on, on the race. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just, you know, in all the little books you read, the rumor was. The like, glow. He was yeah. he was still in his glow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a prestigious I, race. He probably won like $70. It's, yeah, it's nuts what people are willing to do. What do you think the mentality is there when you're doing it as a uh, a master's racer? We've talked about this over this podcast career here of, uh, you know, people that are doing that. You know, there's a big we had a bunch last year as well. We were talking about it. I mean, the mentality for for someone to do that as a master. I don't know. That's just it's odd to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you race, you you see (laughs) it's sort of an odd group to begin with, isn't it? Right. Like just in general, in terms of the way, like the, the amount of time you have to spend doing a hobby to be good at it like you're already borderline kind of weird so um it probably doesn't take much more to go over that line yeah i guess i mean you know but you, you look at you know the, the whole thing with lance and tyler hamilton you know some they're like hey you know this is our career we you know we, we we're doing this and we've, we've kind of got forced into it you're not i mean you're a masters you're, you're we're talking about 50 bucks here uh even an amateur i mean it just I think it's less about the what you win and more about the winning. Like Kurt said, you've got to spend a ton of time to be mediocre at best at it. True. So if you're already spending, I mean, these guys are probably training 15 hours a week. It's basically a part-time job for them that they're paying to do. And they strive to be the best. I'm sure it's just kind of getting lost in the, the thrill of competition and, and wanting to win so badly that you're already dedicating that much time to it. What's another step, you know? That's true. I mean, if I could get that kind of advantage over you two on the golf course, just for bragging rights, might might be worth it. I think you already have that advantage. I don't think you have to worry about you're, that. You're doing you're doing just fine. We're doing just fine. We played this last week. We missed you out there. So um, maybe next time, Kurt. Maybe next week. Oh, we can do that. It's supposed to rain next week, unless we do it earlier in the week. Well, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't plan on doing it Thursday. So yeah, but maybe earlier in the week. Well, there's also Friday. That's a day in the week. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to some other things. We're going to jump right to some things that make you go, hmm. Now, Kurt, you always love this segment, I know. Um, I like the music. What? I like the intro. You do I like, like the intro. That's about that's right. that's me too. That's the only reason I do it is for the intro. I thought uh, he liked things Kurt's mad. I thought that was I, that's, favorite. that's my favorite. I just haven't found a good intro uh, song for him on that. Um, maybe you want to suggest it or someone else can make a suggestion. We can probably write our own jingles at this point. Right. Maybe some Trent Reznor or something. Um, so do you have anything, Chris, for this? The only thing I have, it's, it's not so much a hmm. It's just a, uh, as we've mentioned throughout the show, uh, this week and last there's the fires going on up in Chico. And one of the things that caught my eye yesterday on Facebook, 
um, Evan Billman from A-Main Cycling uh, up in Chico has is, is kind of put out feelers for folks to donate what they can to help get folks that may have lost bikes back on, on bikes and riding. So if you've got extra bike parts, extra bikes, extra kit, extra anything that can be used to build a kit, um, A-Main is, is taking donations and would be happy to accept that to, to try and get folks back on their bikes and riding. So if you, I think, check out Facebook and go to A-Main or, or I think one of the uh, just NCNCA pages, you should be able to find that information. But I, I'm sure that people would be greatly appreciative of something to help them out in that situation. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, Kurt, do you have anything? All right, I'll, uh, I'll talk about something. Like, then you like can think bicycle parts? Any, or, I, I, or comment on that. Oh, um, and I don't necessarily have a comment. I know there's a few different organizations. I know A-Main, there's the bike parts donation thing, but they also had a, um, a GoFundMe that was set up for some of their employees, I think, um, who uh, may have lost their homes, or even if they didn't lose their homes, they weren't able to go back to their homes because of the evacuation, and they were trying to cover some of their their costs just to uh, uh, stay outside of their homes, like hotels and food and so forth. Um, so if you look that up, uh, I think it was A-Main. Um, if you go on Facebook, A-Main employees need your help, I think was, if you search for that, you can find the GoFundMe. And <clears throat> yeah, there's the person who was, what's that? Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, in any event, if you look that up, it seems like that might be a good, good way to do uh, indirectly give back to the bike community that's up there that's that's strong yeah there's not a shortage of, of things you know people and organizations you can donate and, and needy people at this period right now i mean there's a bunch out just make sure you get a reputable one um i don't know how you verify that but you know you talk about someone losing their home even i'm just a kind of a thought i have a family friend who they didn't lose their home but everything around them is destroyed so you and the smoke damage so they they don't have you know, it's not like you have running water and electricity because I mean, everything's infrastructure is just destroyed. So while their house isn't destroyed, it's not habitable. So they're they're out, displaced, too. And, you know, sad for everybody. I mean, it's just you don't think of necessarily all the little aspects of that. But um, I wonder how it's going to affect uh, Chico's stage race since we are on the, the topic of cycling. Um, and how bad is Chico in, in relation to this? Have you heard at all, Chris? Kurt? I, I Generally, the stages don't get in and around that area so the race itself should be okay for most of the fire maps i've seen would suggest that most of chica was not directly hit by the fire it looked like it had burned all the way up to highway 99 on the south side of town so uh, i would assume that the stage race would go forward unimpeded gotcha uh kind of a related smoke issue uh local cyclocross race has been canceled due to poor air quality that's the the one at Lang Twins is now being rescheduled for Saturday, January 5th. Uh, the announcement email also indicated we will also do our end-of-season raffle, crown our series champions at the event in the barrel room at Lang Twins. Regardless of the weather, there'll be an indoor place to do our silent auction-style raffle and celebrate with our series winners. Series uh, ceremonies will begin at 4. So um, no, no cyclocross race this weekend, as you can imagine. Probably yeah, I don't smart. think it'd be the greatest setup for that. Um Kurt, I think you said you've done the the Chico Wildflower Century in the past. Yeah, I have. I haven't. Have you, Tyler? No. So that, what I recall, that goes up Honey Run Road. Or yeah, parts of it. Yeah, which was yeah, yeah. One of the, I think the first rest stop used to be the um, covered bridge that um, I mm. saw uh, got destroyed. Yeah, I think, I think it was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it was built in like eighteen eighty something. Um, so it had a, had a pretty good run, uh, and that whole area looks like it got wiped out. In fact, yeah, that side of town, it looks like it got, it got pretty close before they got control of it. I think they were able to set some backburns and, and, uh, sort of save that, save it from going any further. And that's a lot of grassland over there. So maybe it was a little bit easier to control than, uh, the forest where it seems like it got up in the trees and just spread really quick. Um. But yeah, yeah, it was just nuts how quickly that moved. Yeah, and it was definitely a bummer to hear about the the bridge burning down, that whole part of that community burning down. Definitely yep. bummer. Do <clears throat> you think this is going to affect uh, River Ride World Championships? When is that? It's usually around Next Thanksgiving, week? isn't it? It's the Saturday after. I, I, have, uh, 
Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that, Tyler, but that is a good question. Um, is the fire is supposedly not supposed to be fully contained until I'm, I'm trying here. <laughs> sure, it's a good question. No, November 31st was when they were supposed to have the fire contained, which means, yeah, we're probably all going to be dealing with some smoke um, until then, you know, especially if the, the wind conditions keep blowing it down towards Sacramento, which um, seems like it's been the trend the last at least several days. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You go, uh, okay, so we, we could use some wind to blow it out, but if they haven't contained the fire, you don't want much of that anyway because that's, that's obviously a problem. So, all right, so. So I'm seeing actually a, a forecast of rain for Thursday and Friday, which. Light or heavy because that could be a problem too. looks like collectively between Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday about an, an inch locally here. So you figure there'll be a little bit of rain up there to kind of suppress the fire, maybe knock some of the smoke down. And Saturday looks like it's relatively clear, so. The River Eye World Championship might be salvaged. Good, good. I was concerned about that. Um, last year's winner, Josh Wood, right? Sure. Defending champion, speed skater, right. speed skater, newly minted master. Not a master. lot of people actually defend that championship. That's a that's a tough one to go, you know, two in a row on. Did Brian Larson so, or? I think he was no, one he and didn't. done. You won it one year, right, Kurt? I didn't. Well, if you disqualified the five guys that finished in front of me, which video footage shows maybe they should have been, uh, yes. Because yes, you, you didn't cross the center line, right? I don't think I did. All right. No, I didn't win it any year. I'm, I'm trying. I think Chris Espy won it that year, yeah. if, I, if I recall. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep we'll keep our eyes on that and maybe get a report. I'm I'm sure one of you will head out there and do a report. Uh, Chris actually did that last year, didn't you? No, I didn't. Well done, and continue to do it this year. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out of town and probably not give a shit. I, I um, think I did it three years ago, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so three we'll, years ago. We'll cover it in depth. In depth <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, about like we do all the other topics. A uh, little bit of knowledge and then a lot of BS. Anything we don't give a shit about, we're we're gonna we're gonna go all into it. So that's that's pretty much. You know what? That's a good analysis. Uh, I appreciate you being spot on. <laughs> Speaking of uh, not giving a shit, uh, Andre Toffee. Let's do some world transfer market transfer news. It's kind of some updates on some things. Uh, he is evidently the what fifty-two-year-old former uh, Perry Robay winner, like ninety-two-ish area. See, we're just giving a lot of ishes. Um, he's been picked up. Rumor is it's Team Dimension Data. I've heard Dimension I Data. That's cool. Or Kafitis, one of those two. You think? Yeah, he's fifty-two, right? Somewhere in that range. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he, I mean, I think that's kind of cool to see. Like, I think it'd be it'd be fun to watch him do Roubaix and just see how he how he does. Um, if nothing else, right? Like it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting storyline. Who else would you like to see uh, as an older person coming back? Like resurrected? Yeah. Well, I would. I would love to see Contador continue to ride. Uh, we saw Andy Schleck out at the um, the the Folsom Grand Fondo a couple weeks ago. He looked like he was in good shape. I'd like to see him come back. Um, I don't know. What about you? Uh, Robbie McEwen. No, little okay. little little action there. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. we'll throw it out to the to the throngs of listeners. Uh, give us your feedback on who you'd like to see come back and why. And um, I'd like to see some of these guys that are a little pudgy make a make a comeback and make know. a run at some masters races. Or right, something. right. So when did Toffee last race? Do you know ish? I don't. That's that's one thing I don't know. But if okay. he's you know fifty two, I mean. Yeah. Uh, late 30s, 20 some years ago, you okay. know, late 90s, maybe. So it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, his fitness is different. Um, if if he goes out and races, if he feels like the racing game has changed at all, if it's a different dynamic than when he raced, if there's different levels of respect between different levels of riders and things of that nature, it might be a, a challenge. Obviously, it's going to be physically challenging, but then if the racing style is dramatically different, I wonder if it'll be. An added struggle. Let, let's him. say the Peloton's cleaner. Uh, is he going to like see a noticeable difference that you know hour six he's not able to still just put on the gas effortlessly? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, he might get shoved into the ground. It might be true. totally different. Do you, I mean, do you do you think he makes it to hour six having not raced at that level for so many years? I mean, that wouldn't that be amazing? Because I heard somebody say, like, it, you know, if he comes back, then, you know, Bosanagan, if he went to Dimension Data, right. would have, like, an experienced guy that kind of right. knows Right, I saw ropes. that, too. But 
what are the odds that you're actually going to I mean, if you haven't raced it for that long, do you really feel like you have an advantage over the guys who just raced it last year yeah. or the five years before? I, I wouldn't think so. Right. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, speaking of Phil Guyman, he did Perry Robay. I mean, you know, That's bring, true. bring him back for a little action. He might be able to help just as much as uh, Toffee. That's probably a little, uh, <laughs> a little uh, naive, but um, anyway. Interesting to see. Uh, Halawasco, uh, there was some fear. You know, they they, they want to go big time. Uh, and I think that's maybe a little too much for them right now. But they evidently, well, you say it's Hincapi Racing. So I'll go with Hincapi Racing. Yeah, I think it's the actual sponsorship team, yeah. for 2019 to keep on track. Do you know who it was? Yeah, it's uh, Arapaho Resources, who was okay. an, uh, an existing sponsor for, I think it was Halawasco Citadel, PB, Arapaho Racing. Arapro Resources. So they retained them as a title sponsor and also picked up BMC as one of the lead sponsors. So obviously they'll be getting some bikes and then uh, probably a few bucks. I don't think they're going to make the the push for Pro Conti this year. It might be too late for that. Yeah. Well, and stay tuned because it's no longer Pro Conti. That's true. We'll find out more. Yeah. Um, well, Van Ert, a little update on him. Did you see that, Chris? I did not. Well, let me give it to you. Please. You see, Kurt, did you see it? Do you care? I didn't, but... I, okay. Well, I do because I feel like an episode can't go by without him getting mentioned. Well, so. it's it's some important. I mean, look, this is the I think the one of the big guys up and coming. Um, restricted would even be able to race on a decent team this next year. UCI just came out today and gave him permission to look for a new team. Uh, the press release said we get we received official message from the UCI legal unit that Walt Venner can negotiate freely for a new employer, provided that the transfer is completed before the thirty first of December. Um, so there you go. And he's already got a team cool. lined up, right? Well, that was, Lotto. that's the, yeah, that's the, the idea that, um, Lotto Jumbo. They're going to be a powerhouse and, next year. And he's a guy that, I mean, I like to watch him race. So, uh, I, that is exciting because as we were mentioning last week, if he didn't get to race because sniper or team sniper was holding him back, that would have just been a real shame. You know, cycling needs guys like that, that you want to actually see race. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. Yeah, I don't want to see him red shirted, so to speak, you know, for another year. So let's let's get him out there. Yeah. Uh, another team on the chopping block possible is the women's uh, Trek Drops team. Uh, their co-owner Bob Varney said that he and his son Tom will make a decision on the future of the team next week. Uh, they were left in the lurch almost three weeks ago after potential sponsor for the next season dropped. The last time they did a little crowdfunding thing, I guess they have do uh, this next week. They're going to do some crowdfunding and see if they can they can make it. You know, it worked for um, EF Education First. Uh, the crowdfunding helped them a lot. I don't know what the potential is. Uh, I, this is the first I'd even heard about it, so I didn't even know that there was crowdfunding going on for them. You know, um, the benefit that EF Education had last time was it happened in the Vuelta when there was a big amount of spotlight, so they they got a lot of love for that. Yeah, and they had, I feel like that Trek Drops had signed a lot of racers like coming up. So that's yeah, that's disappointing. Well, now was it was it them or I know Trek was it was it that team or did they have a separate Trek team that was also signing a bunch of women? I don't know if it was part of the Trek Sigafredo or like uh, Trek Factory. I don't know. I thought it was thought it was Drops. Okay, right? could could very well be. Okay, um, I want to. I'll research it first. Okay, you do that. I say who I think went there. Yeah, well, we know Taylor Wiles rides for them, uh, had a good season, and spoke to her at the Tour of California. You can check that podcast out. We're always looking for uh, uh, hits on all our interviews. Um, one last thing, we'll, and then we'll kind of go from here, is uh, Connor Dunn, who had been with Aqua Blue. Just, he signs with Israel Cycling Academy, who's kind of new, uh, the team kind of making some moves up. Um, he had been with Aqua Blue. There was rumor that Aqua Blue wasn't paying its riders. One of the riders posted something out saying that the uh, uh, the bank guarantee wasn't there. It wasn't happening. There's some more info that needed from Aqua Blue. And then Aqua Blue now is saying, oh, yes, we're doing that, and we're going to take legal action. So it's just a shit show, as you, you usually see. Um, but at least Connor is one guy that signed signed up and has a team for next year. So you're, you're right, Tyler. So there is a Trek team that's uh, affiliated with Segafredo that that has a lot of the riders that were signed up. Right, um, okay. So n- n- not drops. So Gotcha, gotcha. Do you know what drops is? 
I don't. I don't either. Um, and it looks like they're not carrying <laughs> Trek over as a sponsor next year. Oh, Trek drops. Yeah. So that's okay. So maybe that Trek, you know, that's that's teams eating their own. I mean, like a new team comes out and, you know, takes away one of the big sponsors. So that sucks. Right. Uh, do we know if that's the one that was leaving them Trek then as a big sponsor? I mean, they're in the title, but. It sounds like they probably had a an interim sponsor lined up, and that's the one that dropped, um, and hopefully not drops dropped uh, in the eleventh hour. Um, from what I understand, the the new Trek women's team was well on its way early on, and it wouldn't make sense for Trek to kind of split their money across right. two teams like that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Kurt, uh, any rumors in the cycling world that you want to report on? <laughs> No, I didn't have any rumors to report on. Are you going to make some up? I, yeah, I'm going to make some up. Um, there's <laughs> Evidently, with Andre Taffy coming back, uh, some of the local Masters teams reported that they are going to try to do a pro-continental lecture or continental for the next few years. Um, I mean, you know, he, if he does well, you might you might see it. Name names, Tyler. Who? I don't, I don't know any Masters teams locally. <laughs> what, where did you get this story? <laughs> I was just... Let's just let's, okay, the, the rumor is Pete's Thirsty Bear and uh, Data Driven Athlete. <laughs> One of those... No, no, none of them? Okay, probably none of them. Um, any, any rumors for you, Chris, going around that you know, heard of? Local? I've, I've got none local or non-local. It's um, I'm well into the off-season mentally at this point and... I don't think I've looked at a bike in two weeks. So, Chris, did you get a trainer? No, and it's killing me with this smoke. That's all I got. Okay, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, sorry. Um. If, okay. So Uh-oh. there was a speaking of the smoke. Uh, your alma mater had a thing where they said <laughs> kids go out and throw rocks at the smoke. Was this a joke? Is this is this what uh, UC Davis puts together? I think it was founded in good science I and don't, good intentions. What was the good science? It wasn't peer-reviewed, was it? It must have been. I, I think it was a joke and a story or, or one of the newspapers ran with it. Um, from what I read, 3,500 students signed up to participate in a throw rocks at the smoke to chase it at a town event. and It looks like it may have worked for a day, but then the smoke snuck back. It's just persistent. Uh, unrelated, uh, three homeless guys were hospitalized with uh, head injuries from rocks. <laughs> no, yeah, that'll happen. You gotta be careful <laughs> when those smoke battles get going. Yeah, I, they should have just done a hashtag clean air, and I think it would have been resolved just as easy. Um, I, I, so, just throw this in here: um, we have a sponsor, Health IQ, and they do life insurance quotes. Uh, I am going to do, this is my personal story because I've signed up to, to go through this process. So I just thought I'd give you a breakdown of how it works. Go online, IQ, healthiq.com slash BTW and sign up. They have someone contact you. You can submit your, your athletic, you know, your Strava goals and whatever else you have, your, your data, um, which we did, my wife and I. Uh, then they had someone come out to the house. They took blood, urine, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and uh, give you the report back, and it's it's pretty good actually. And you know, you think about like life insurance, uh, the cost. So did you capture? Did you get that whole closet back then? <laughs> Wait, what? All that stuff, that whole closet where you've been storing all that, right? Blood and urine, yeah, right? <laughs> for I, several years. Well, I I gave him a, a monkey that I had in there with herpes B, so. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they seem, yeah. yeah, somehow the blood results came back fine. But, you know, I mean, life insurance, actually, even at my age and my precarious uh, tilt on uh, still surviving, um, prices are pretty good. So, uh, you know, take a take a look at it. Uh, HealthAQ.com slash BTW and you support the show and um, maybe uh, help your family out. OK, let's go to some tech news. Uh, first of all, Kurt, do you have any new tech items coming up that you're interested in or that you've uh, seen uh, that are coming about for 2012? I'm sorry, 2012. I was just thinking of 12 speed. <laughs> 2019. I was thinking of the, speed, the I was thinking of the 12 speed thing we discussed last time. And uh, see, at my age, I don't know why they'd even insure me. But anyway, go ahead. The Garmin Edge 300. <laughs> uh, my polar heart rate monitor. Yeah, in cadence. Um, no, I don't. You know, I haven't. It's, it, I haven't been following like Chris. I haven't really been into the cycling thing this week. So, uh, no new stuff from me. No, 
What smart trainer do you use? I've probably asked you this a dozen times. You're on the Wahoo? I, <laughs> which, it's a tricky question. I own the Wahoo Kicker. Okay. Um, I don't use any. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, the Wahoo Kicker, uh, really good product. I used it a little bit last year. Have not uh, dusted it off this year, um, but hopefully someday soon I will. Gotcha. Why? You trying to make a decision? Yeah. I'm, so ideally I'd be able to use it inside the house and inside the garage. The last direct drive trainer I had was just way too loud for indoor. So I've, I've heard good things about the Wahoo, but there's a couple others I'm, I'm considering. That Did you have that Schwinn Airdyne? Is that what you had? It was louder yeah. than that. It was the uh, Le Mans <laughs> Revolution, and it sounded like a jet engine. Yeah, I could only imagine. So. Well, if you don't pedal as hard, you won't, right. you won't get near the... That's a good point. Uh, Higher cadence. Yeah, the kicker's not bad, but it's, you know, like, I wouldn't subject anyone else to it. Like, if you're in the same room, it's not going to be great. Okay. Um, so you're going to need a dedicated room at the very least. So not to something to, to write at the dinner table? <laughs> no, it's it's still loud. Okay. Yeah, yeah you can eat your uh, dinner and ride at the same time. Is that well, that doing? lets me know how much longer I need to ride. All right. That's that's horrible. Any tech news from you before no. we go through the UCI? All right, Wait, so th- golf tech or? Whatever, whatever okay, you want. No. If we can, we can... I'd spend too much time on that. Unless you want to talk about wedge bounces, he needs he needs some new golf tech. What was that, Kurt? No, Chris is so into the golf scene right now that yeah, I, I imagine he could go on for quite a while. Right. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know. We we played golf on Monday. He went on. Uh, okay, so UCI rule changes for 2019. I, these were 12 ones that they came up with. And then I have a, a little bonus kicker, 13, at the end. The we'll go for So, Kurt, you may not have reviewed these. You playing along at home may not know these. So um, I want you to do be, be a skeptic. Not a cynic, but a skeptic. When you hear, Maybe a cynic. Let's do a cynic. When you hear these, think about how the UCI has decided that these are something that they need to put out this year. Okay. Can I ask a question before okay. you get started? Yeah. Are these the rules verbatim or are these kind of paraphrased? These were, I took these from a, a, a news site who had some, I did not look them up verbatim. I did okay. not look up the actual UCI rules. This was their interpretation of it. Gotcha. You want okay. to list the, you want to tell you the, the website? I know the website. I wasn't sure. Do you think I should let the people know? Uh, you can go check it out at cyclingweekly.com. Um, they usually have some pretty stupid uh, articles on good stuff. Uh, good articles on stupid stuff. I should say that. Okay. Tightening the rules on clothing. I, I mean, this this kind of goes along this sky, you know, with their new uh, TT outfits. I think a movie star as well last year. And then, of course, they've moved on to something else, which they banned those. So now they're having a whole rule on it. Uh, always behind the game. Can't change the morphology, the shape of the rider. Is that like a... Like a <laughs> a belt that you'd put it maybe to uh, reduce your waistline or I'm not sure what the uh, yeah I guess you like can't a, be form fitting right or what Bobby Julik used to do where he had the Camelback in his in his right okay uh, it bans any non essential clothing or device uh, except for something that needs for protection um, okay uh, there's some jokes you could probably do there surface changes are allowed such as uh, fabric assembly weaving or threading I don't really understand what that one is. Uh, surface roughness roughness must not exceed one millimeter at most. No self-supporting elements or rigid parts, like a fairing. I would imagine. Yeah, those seem like generally fair rules. Right. So the, you know, the surface changes. You just make trip fabric, so you can kind of reduce your 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 friction as you go through the air. The one that I that caught my eye is so you can't change the morphology shape of the rider. I just curious to know how strict they're going to adhere to that. Um, because one of the pieces that I've always seen that, that seemed a little odd is Peter Sagan wears those funky shades where you can put magnets on your nose to expand your nostril size to improve airflow. Is that a change of the morphology or is that going to be an okay piece of equipment? Uh, actually, you know, you think, oh, that's a joke, but uh, you're right. I mean, it, well, if it pushes his nose out more or does it just hold it in place? It opens the nostrils a little bit, so yeah. I assume it changes the morphology, right? I mean, yeah, good call, T- Tyler. You've you've used products that did similar things before. Yes. What was it? Did it did it improve your performance? Um, on the bike. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> um, 
so so the odd thing is uh, yes for me but I mean you look at studies they say no they don't do they don't do anything that but for me it's um I have a deviated septum and there's some other weird thing with my nostrils so it holds that open so I can actually breathe out of my nose because I'm eating food and I'm trying to breathe through my nose it just closes up like literally the nostril just flops on itself so um, that for me it does but uh, I don't think there's any scientific proof that that little turban thing or the nostril strips help you intake more air as they were kind of saying to be but um yeah right. so i guess that would be a problem it could be i guess it depends on how you interpret yeah. the rule okay uh team presentations uh actually i didn't find these to be all that bad before races um man the attendance by the team and uh, the, the team and owners uh mechanics i don't know whoever they're including there uh, is mandatory unless explicitly agreed otherwise with the organization and then the last one here is, which helps the organization. You, you don't want to invite a team. You're doing a presentation. And then they have, you know, their writer, their seventh writer that no one cares about shows up and, you know, uh, Sagan does it or something. Team presentations cannot last more than an hour and cannot interfere with training or dinner time. And that seems like a, a good one. So they, they kind of cover both sides here, right? They help the organizers and help the, the writers. And you shaking your head, Kurt, because... Because you can't get sponsorships in cycling and, and things like that are how you get sponsorships. It's just funny that they, they're they worried about dinner time and they're worried about, you know, one hour. I mean, that's just – when you look at what the problem with the sport is and you see a rule like that, it just seems a little strange to me. But Okay. Whatever. I, I, well, well said. I, I, I would somewhat agree. Um, Chris? I don't have much on this one. Um, I assume this is specific to before like a stage race starts, not each stage itself. Right. I would imagine. Yeah. Kind of the big gala before the whole festivities kick off. Which uh, to me, you're usually like, is that, is that really the day you're, you're doing some big training or I guess if it starts with a time trial, maybe, I don't know. It, whatever. Uh, we'll just keep going through, uh, second and third division. So, Renaming of the World Tour Pro Conti and Continental team, uh, status. So World Tour still is going to be called World Tour Pro Conti is now going to be called the UCI Pro Series Division. And the Conti level is the UCI Conti Circuits Division. Um, this reminds me of like U.S. Cycling when they were doing things. They went from Cat 1 to Elite. Uh, mountain biking used to do all kinds of things like this as well. And at some point you're just like, I don't even know what I, I am anymore. I mean, did they explain why they're making this change? Uh, I didn't see it in the article, but um, okay. I mean, why would you? I don't know. Why did they do any of these things? It just seems like an arbitrary change. Just let's make a rule to make a rule. Because they didn't change what Pro Conti meant. I mean, that still group is just now named a different name. So, uh, okay, number four, feeding. Uh, it's now forbidden during the first thirty kilometers. Uh, it used to be fifty. Uh, the last 20 kilometers is still the same. Banned one kilometer before uh, points or KOM sprint and a kilometer before feed zone. Taking food is now banned on descents of mountains, and the mountains are listed in the classification roadbook. So I, do you, I, I've often wondered about this. You know, you have some of these races, like uh, it happened a few years ago in the tour where Iran and Bardet, and there's some were penalized, some were not. You know, because they're taking feeds in the last inside the last twenty k. I I've never f- thought that that was a necessarily a good rule. I don't know. And it seems like guys still find loopholes to get by the rule by having your teammate go get food and give it to you. I right. think Port and Froome did that um, right. a couple of years ago. So yeah, it, it seems silly. And I think the only time that it should really be limited would be for safety. So taking food on a mountain descent that makes sense. Not a good place to do it. Uh, but the other like distance limiters just seem a little silly unless you're utilizing it for like a sticky bottle going into a, a finishing climb and you want to give your legs a break or something. And the other one I had is we had that really cool stage. Was it in the tour or was it in the Vuelta this year that was 30K or was it 40K? Whatever it was. It was, like, it was, it was really like short. 60. Was it 60K? I don't know. Yeah, 30K. It just seems wow. – so would this rule right. apply to that stage where – you can't feed within the first 30 and you can't feed when there's 20 K left. So you have 
one little narrow window when you can get feet on that one when it's just basically three hc climbs back to back to back and to, so the random person listening to this might think oh well i'm 60k you're not going to need that much food but it's really about water and i mean right. it's a super hot day you're going to you're going to want to to get a feed of bottles you know um, especially the one that they had that was you know what four or five mountain passes in 60k right yeah that's ridiculous that's an insane stage yeah kurt do you have a take on that uh hot hot take i'm still you know, boiling over that uh team presentations bit <laughs> bugs me well you're you're disappointed because you'll now uh be it'll be mandatory your your presence at these things so just right. for one hour though yeah don't worry about it you'll still get your training <laughs> Uh, team time trial. I didn't really get this one, but I guess they're going to have now have mixed relay events. Um, uh, genders. There's at least two riders per gender. I don't. UCI didn't determine what a gender is. I think they already we already went through that. No more than six, and a maximum team size of no more than twelve. Not sure what how you do that. But I guess it's like extras. I don't know. Uh, at our worlds, teams will consist of six riders composed of three men and three women on the same nationality. Um. I'm going to just not care about that one. Um, it's thrown in there yep. just as a change. Okay. Uh, world rankings, not really that big on this one. There's going to be split into individual and teams. Uh, they're going to have individual rankings uh, for one day in stage races, team rankings, top 10 play riders on the individual, and it includes across. So this is, this is one thing that takes a new division. So um, it includes across all three divisions, individual, national, and team rankings. Uh, whereas before you just had to be on a world tour event, but now, yeah. so those non-tour world tour events will still qualify, I guess. So, so who won the world ranking lead this year? Who won last? I, I just this one always seems a little arbitrary because I don't know. Team R for R racing. That's that's the bar. Oh, come on, sorry. or the bat. <laughs> it just I don't know who I I don't know who won the world ranking lead. It just seems like an odd one when you've got all these other kind of elite events that people win and people keep track of, like worlds and the Tour de France and the monuments. And obviously, somebody tabulates and keeps track of the world rankings, and it's good to be on the top. But I don't know who was the top rider. Was it? Well, they used to. Chris. Go ahead. Well, that's kind of the theme I'm seeing. Like these are, you see a bunch of changes that I can't imagine what the impetus was to institute that change. Like typically a sport will institute a change to make it more popular. Um, and these have so, uh, what impact do they have on the popularity of the sport or do they have on the safety of the riders? They're, they're, I can't imagine what it was that cause them to institute some of these things. Like I didn't hear people clamoring for mixed relays. I don't know what the world tour points <laughs> situation is most of the time. It's not a big deal. Like, and if you were going to change it, why wouldn't you figure out a way to make it, I don't know, somehow, you know, significantly more, um, important, which I, it doesn't seem like they do. Right. I have a, an idea They maybe they used to have this thing called like the season long super prestige. I think they might've called it where if you're the individual leading, you wear a certain Jersey. I think uh, Bettini used to have that all the time. It's kind of like a, uh, Euro championship slash, uh, world championship type of Jersey. Uh, maybe this is kind of trying to bring that back because that's what we need is one more jersey to confuse everybody i mean i think the idea so it keeps this running total you know leading the series but then like i said you're adding a jersey in there that's just one more confusing weird factor uh, maybe that's part of it um i don't know uh on that same thing world tour points for classics they're getting uh, more uci points on offer for the classics the the five monuments have 600 points for the win 500 it was last year strada bianca gets boosted up to 400 from the 300 I mean, look, a lot of these are basically for your contract. If you're on the world ranking, you get, you know, better contract. Um, those points also go for your team. Your team gets a pool for being the world tour or certain entrants. And if you're a pro Conti or I'm sorry, what's the new name? Continental Circuits Division. Right. Yeah. So um, anyway, so uh, once again, just points. Um, that one wasn't all that interesting to me. Uh, this one, though, this one I did like. Organizer committing serious infringement. So now an organizer uh, of an event that commits, quote unquote, serious infringement can result in fines, withdrawal of the race from the calendar or demotion of the event to a lower class. What is infringement, you ask? Ethical breaches, 
failure to meet administrative deadlines. And, I, and this one is interesting, the last one. Demanding participation fees from teams. So I know Aqua Blue had a real big problem. They said they, they had to think pay 20 grand to do the Tour of Swiss. Um, now, demanding, that might be the, the key word there because it may be a thing like, oh, you want to do Tour of California. I remember they were talking about that when Floyd's team didn't get in. Uh, oh, well, you can do a sponsor banner for you know 20 grand. It doesn't have anything to do with your admittance, but um, the teams that do seem to all be participating. No. Right. Yeah. I remember listening to a podcast about Aqua Blue and, and some of the politics behind the scenes for getting into events and how that sort of caused them a lot of trouble, that they weren't able to get into some of the early season ones because they didn't do those things. And they there was no, honestly, there was no clear path to what as to what to do. So you're essentially just throwing money at people um, with no guarantees, which they they weren't in a position to do. So kind of weird. Right. Yeah, and then uh, what what constitutes an ethical breach? The one that caught my eye is if you think about the um, the Kissing Vuelta, a, a girl on the podium. You can't do that. That's not allowed. Ethical. Like the Vuelta, where they seem to constantly leave bollards in the road, the organizers and riders hit them year after year after year. Is that an ethical breach, or is that just kind of like, eh, that's racing in Spain? I, well, it might be, but then the problem is, uh, what are they going to do to the Tour of Spain? Uh, they're just going to do a fine. They're not going to withdraw them from the calendar or demote them to a lower class, right? It just seems like maybe you can utilize this as a, a measure to make racing a little safer for people. Yeah. Um, and you can't demand money from them, though. Right, right. Uh, any any other comments there, Kurt? No. Okay. I know you'll pipe in if you do, but I just I just want to make sure that you are free to comment as you uh, want to do. Okay, women's... There's 12 of these, huh? Yeah. There's, there's 12. So, okay. number nine. Well, we can... Uh, I don't want to skip on this one because it's, it's, uh, then it'll look like we're uh, chauvinists like we kind of are. Uh, women's World Tour. Um, this one has... They now have eligibility to compete in World Tour races similar to men's um, division, uh, which is World Tour licenses gives teams the right to race at high-level World Tour events. And I don't know. I said what's high-level. I don't know. Especially the women's calendar. It's a little bit more mixed. Um, they're going to roll out five teams are going to be issued world tour licenses in 2020 uh, for 2019, 20 and 21. Uh, the events must invite 15 teams. Uh, 2022, they're going to start inviting um, all world tour teams. So in inviting 15 teams, I mean, if you don't have, if you only have five teams issued a world tour license, I'm not sure how that works, but I guess um, five world tours plus an additional 10, I guess is what it is. So, I don't know. That could have been just really weirdly worded, but uh, I do like what they're trying to do with some structure with the women's tour. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a bad thing. So yeah. Uh, cool. Team sizes. So this one was a bit interesting uh, and you had some interesting comments on this one. So the world tour now, the minimum riders are goes from 23 to, and their, their thing was 27 to 30. So it's a nice range still, but um you think they need an exact number if there's going to be a, an exact minimum. Right. That's, that's a little odd, isn't it? Right. Now, I didn't look at that. And then the plans to lower World Tour teams from 18 to 15 was scrapped. So there's still 18 World Tour teams, but they have to have a minimum of... So they've done this thing. Well, you go ahead and talk about what you think. Yeah. So what, what I thought is, okay, in, in the Grand Tours and a lot of the bigger races, they're reducing the rider per team entry from eight to seven. So you've already got riders that can't ride in those events and now you're increasing the roster size of each team by four to seven riders that aren't going to be able to ride in these bigger events so you're just going to have sponsors shelling out money for more riders to not race in big events which just seems a little odd and counterproductive uh, it, it, or sponsors not shelling out money because nobody wants to get involved in a sport like this I, again, that just sounds. I would love to know the thinking behind some of these decisions because that just that would be the complete opposite of what I think you would need right now. Like, because you're making it more expensive to run a team, right? Which that just seems crazy. Mandating it, but, right? And it's not going right. to be a big problem for a team like Sky. I mean, most of these ones, they look and go, okay, what are the races we have throughout the year? Who are those on the rosters? That's going to dictate of how big of a team we can actually do to operate at, at a world tour level. Um, you know, there's, it's a numbers game of what they can do. And if they think they can do it with 22, then or 23, why not? Right. 
yeah, just it, it seems like again, like like you said, Kurt, what, what's the driver for this? Was somebody banging on the door saying, "Hey, we need bigger teams"? I, I can't imagine that's the case. I think it's it might be their their reaction to them cutting down. Like last year, we saw teams are like cutting a guy or two because the the two world two uh, the Grand Tours are taking less riders. So this is maybe their reaction to that. Yeah, which is dumb. Okay, uh, Grand Tour wild cards. Wild cards are reduced, so they go the best two UCI Pro Series teams. Note the new name. Uh, they get automatic entry. And then the best three Pro Series teams also have a right to participate in UCI Classic Series. I, I question mark, because I don't know what that is. And World Tour events. I guess those are any Pro Conti division races. So it, it's automatic selection. It's not at the choosing of the, the race host. Is that what I'm reading here? The top two. The best. Yeah, the top two ones. And then there's still extra. So... The way it is now is uh, France, Tour de France, I guess, can't just come in and say, oh, we want these five wild cards or however many wild cards they pick. They have to take the top two ranked ones and then they get to pick whatever else. Okay. But it, okay. So the best three of kind of the second or third tier are eligible, but they're not guaranteed a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. And then the last one here, uh, everyone hanging on? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Number 12, matrimony uh, may be introduced for women's world tour. Uh, so pay when they cannot ride <laughs> due to pregnancy. <laughs> Tyler. Back up. <laughs> Reread that, please. Not matrimony pay? No. All right. Uh, number 12, maternity pay to be introduced for women's world tour riders. Okay. So pay when they cannot ride due to pregnancy. Um, my, 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 Okay. 100% salary for three months, 50% salary for the another five months. Uh, the entitlement shall cease at the end of the pregnancy or contract. Now, same pay as injury or illness. That's what took me by surprise is I was thinking, you know, what happens when a, a you know, Cavendish rams into the back of someone's car in a race and he's out for a few months or he gets a Crohn's disease again? Um, he still gets paid, right? I mean, it seems like you should, as part of your contract, is it, do you think it's really in the women's contracts that it says... If you get injured, you might be fine, um, but you get pregnant. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that's why they've introduced this rule, right? Like, I'm assuming they weren't getting paid. Although, I mean, a lot of the women, I don't, from what I understand, don't really get paid anyway. So, is it? <laughs> well, well, there is a minimum salary, isn't there? Well, I think that's kind of what it's gearing up for. So, yeah, there's there's a minimum salary that's coming into effect first year. Uh, starting in 2020, it's going to be 15 year, 15,000 euros. And then 2021, 20,000 euros a year. And then 27,500 by 2022. So that's, that's kind of the whole thing there. But I mean, if you're getting a, ca- a salary and you're getting paid, um, whether you get injured and you're out for a while or, but do you think men are going to start wanting like family leave act? Like, Hey, my wife's pregnant. I want some time off. Uh, Yes. Yes, I would think so. Gosh, that is that is not very much money. Just no, the no, board, definitely right? not. <laughs> no. So uh, that's rough. So it yeah. says the the entitlement shall cease at the end of pregnancy. So do they get any two months after pregnancy, or is it once you give birth? The, the as soon as that kid drops, you're you're done. I don't know what what. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Hmm. I mean, that doesn't give you much time to recover. No, because you could probably ride some of that pregnancy. I think that's what it is, right? Maybe you can't race with that. <laughs> Eight months, seven months pregnant. Um, trying to in, in your, and then would that awful, uh, alter the morphic? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you really can't get in an arrow position. So we're right. going to put you in this new skin suit. Right. What if that's considered like a, a non-protective fairing? <laughs> Should I cut be. this out? You're not even joining in. I, mean, I don't have anything to say to this. What do, what do you mean to say? I don't know. I. It seems... I mean, there's so little sponsorship money in that sport. I don't know. I'm no, no. I think that's like I said. I think that's perfectly fine. I was actually surprised um, because I I would have my contract. um, It sounds like there's wild monkeys in your in your place right now. That's I'm just letting you know. Those gods. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I hope you don't get hit in the eye. In the eye, you can die. I think the one that may doom that sport, though, and I only say this from a, a 
Trek Drops is is pulling out, right? And I don't even know what their salaries are. Is the minimum salary? I mean, I, I'm looking at the thing above where it's talking about women's Grand Tour, you know, teams or getting World Tour li- uh, World Tour teams getting World Tour licenses, and it makes me wonder how many of those teams. I mean, look, the, I think the women, if they have a World Tour team, they should be getting paid well. Um, but the reality is, they just probably won't have very many teams. That's gonna kind of suck. It's tough enough for the men too. Yeah, I can see there being a very few number of of world tour teams and quite a few more of the whatever second tier is where they can get by with no minimum wage and, right. and maybe give some of the top riders some monies. Right. Last, yeah. Lastly, lastly, the biggest one, I just saw this on there today too. Uh, it's your bonus 13. The sock height rule will be enforced for 2019. So... Um, Robert Skinner, is that who uh, locally writes? So, so it'll be enforced where? In the UCI? Yeah, UCI. But I, I you know, if you, if, hey, someone in front of you uh, at one of your local races, you know. Sorry, who are you calling out? I don't know. What was the guy's name? Was it Skinner? Yeah, he's already, I think, changed his, his sock height, though. He's, he the, he's compliant. Okay. Because he, he had been wearing he's them. He's with mics. Right. I think they, they quelch that pretty yeah, good. they don't mess around. No. Uh, so what is the rule? How, how high can socks be? I, I thought it would, uh, from what I remember, uh, is mid-length of, on your calf. Okay. Which, um, you know, Kurt's calves are different than mine. I don't know. But I guess his calf, it's got to be mid-length. And what exactly is that? So you can't get away with wearing like a taller person's sock if it's mid-length on them? I think the idea was to not have you wear the... Um, compression? Compression, thank you. minimum length? Yeah. Will they enforce like the guys who are wearing the ankle socks? Will they will they make them wear a longer sock? That'd you know, be good. So maybe yeah. like a you get to choose between a six or a seven on the Swift Wick like scale. That to me is a more important rule. What if what if the guy showed up and they had the little ball on the end of his his ankle socks? You know they do. Chris, we played that's golf Chris's and that's golfing socks. Right, that's what he wore <laughs> golfing. I thought those were golf themed socks. They had the little golf ball in the back, and I it was, those are golf socks. You know, you laugh, Kurt, but um, he didn't have the ball, but he did have the ankle socks. Well, that's better than he hasn't had ankle socks the few times we played. I think he's been going without socks. They're socks. They're just very low. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're those kind so. that you see at the at the shoe store that they try on, and they're like just an ankle or the really thin uh, like. Nylon. I, those are socks. Those count. It's one of, one of those things I always want to bring up, like at the beginning of a round, but then I'm like, oh, we're going to be out here four hours together, so maybe I'll bring it up later, and then I and you kind of forget or whatever. But, yeah. Oh, the socks? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any, any other winners, losers, uh, tech issues, cycling-related? Um, you know, be careful out there in the air quality. Just, 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 uh, Trying to run a weekly podcast for cycling. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a loser right there, right? Like, especially come November-ish. Uh, really hard to find good topics. I would don't agree. You, like? you don't think these were good? <laughs> what? Uh, this is supposed to they're, be... They're pretty rough. This is a production uh, conversation, not, uh, <laughs> not <laughs> episode 92. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it. Cut it. I, I think on the next show, we should know what the uh, Tour of California route is. I think we kind of touched on that last week. But right, I, I thought that was supposed to come out this week. I haven't heard anything yet. It was November 15th. So That's tomorrow. Oh, That's gosh. today. That's today. I, I we, looked at it. I didn't see that. anything. Okay. You're, um, yeah, that's that's it is today. I'm, I'm behind a few seconds. Uh, okay, so look, uh, we'll get those out. Maybe we'll do a show on that one. Sure. Um, I say maybe because there may be more exciting rule changes, Kurt, coming your way that we can talk about for a good hour or so. Uh, other than that, uh, what's your plan for the week for riding? Is it just, I mean, it's it's really just, are you going to get on the trainer? Either one of you? I I need to get a trainer. I don't think I will. Um, I, if, if the weather clears, I'll go ride. In fact, I'll probably go ride even if it doesn't clear, if it doesn't look awful out, this is, you know, like tired of not going out. So, uh, at some point, maybe tomorrow I'll head out. How about you guys? I'm probably not going. You know, maybe I could do like, was it, uh, Friedman, the, um, meatball. Is that what his name? Yeah. 
when they went over to the Olympics in Beijing, he got really um, worked over because he said oh, I, he didn't want. I don't know. The air, air quality was bad, and he made some comment about it. Uh, but now you can see. I mean, if this if it's like that over there, because is that kind of what the numbers were? Are they similar to what we have here at the time? No. Yeah, they were worse. That's a, that's my. I'm just kidding. Um, Chris, are you sure? I yeah. thought I thought they were similar. I don't think so. Three uh, hundreds. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. Re- I thought it was pretty bad. That. I think I think Tyler's actually right this time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, you think about it. You know, it's, you shouldn't be out in this kind of crap. So uh, that's that's my goal: is everyone stays home inside and gets fat like me, so that. Uh, hey, Tyler, how about that person that you took a picture of that was smoking? Uh, out on the like taking a smoking break in the middle of like a, a cloud of you know forest smoke. Yeah, so it was right that outside was, right outside my office window yesterday. I look out there, the same lady always goes out and smokes, and she's lighting up. And I'm, I'm like, doesn't she know it's free today? I mean, she doesn't even yeah, she doesn't have is, to light up. Well, there's the nicotine component, but that's still just crazy. Like it's just funny to watch, right? Right, right. Like, so. You can't even tell if uh, yeah, it, it was it was pretty pathetic. Um, okay. Any last words for either one of you? Yeah. So on their okay. high end, there you go. I knew. It. In 2008, Beijing hit just under 600 on AQI, which is kind of like what Chico's experiencing now. But on average, they were in the um, upper hundreds to low 200s, which is a little better than what we're experiencing right now. Okay. So what? Right. Which is what we were just saying. Isn't that what Tyler just said? No. Tyler said it's better here oh that's hyperbole (laughs) (laughs) he was he was 180 degrees off but he was in the right ballpark okay all right well we'll we'll get out of here um i appreciate you acknowledging my being correct kurt and chris (laughs) okay checking the iphone to set the record straight right right so thanks for hanging thanks for hanging with us on this rambling episode of the between two wheels podcast once again, check us out on our Facebook, YouTube. Um, oh, oh, real quick. I did a quick video of uh, the, the cross race, posted it out. Check it out if you want to. It's like five minutes. Uh, it's little highlights of the cross. Uh, it's our effort. It's not that good, but that's uh, what we do. So I, I haven't watched it yet, but it was titled, uh, it was titled like you maybe learn something, right. like learn how to win a cross race or something. Yeah. That's what it was said. If I watch it, will I? Like, is there really... Yeah. Really there. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it, near the end. It shows a lot of Stefan not winning a cross race and you don't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is how yeah. Yeah. This is how not to Yeah, exactly. So anyway, check us out our Instagram page uh between uh, what is it? B2W podcast uh there Twitter and um Kurt, thanks again for joining us. Thanks Tyler. All right. Chris, Thank you. Chris, thanks for joining us as well. Happy to be here. And it's Tyler Yonke out. I don't think I'm, oh, I don't boy. You got an out thing that you're doing now? <laughs> what are you, Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> <laughs>